It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. It is another episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys with us. I'm Chris Russell. And what do you know? It was another disastrous performance by the Washington Redskins on Sunday at FedEx Field off of the bye in a 34-17 loss to the New York Jets. And trust me, when we say disastrous, 34-17 might not seem that bad, but here's what you had to know. The Jets had won two games coming into the year or coming into the game. They were on the road. They had one of the worst offenses across the board in many different statistical categories, including third down, average drive position, yards per drive, points per drive, all that stuff. Some of that was because Sam Darnold missed four games with Mono. Some of that is for other reasons. They're still not that good. But 34-17 – doesn't tell the whole story. It was 34-3 in the fourth quarter. 34-3. Right. You heard that right. 34-3. As a matter of fact, it was 34-3 until the just under the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter when Dwayne Haskins, one of the few bright spots of the day, flung, sidearm, kind of dipped down, if you will, a little screen pass dump. To Darius Geis, each of them hooking up for their first professional touchdown. It was a 45-yard pass. Haskins was under heavy pressure, did a great job again to drop down a little bit and fling it out to Geis, who took up off the opponent's sideline, broke a little tackle, stayed in bounds, made somebody miss, and boom, 45-yard touchdown pass. Uh, on a screen, again, under heavy pressure. And they converted the two-point conversion to make it 34-11. That was Haskins to Trey Quinn. Six plays, 69 yards, two minutes and 16 seconds on the drive. So, again, a big play out of the screen game against heavy pressure. That was really good to see. Later, and much later in the game, with about 111 left to go, Haskins connected with Jeremy Sprinkle. A one-yard touchdown pass. They missed the two-point conversion despite two tries at it. Seven plays, 49 yards, a buck 55 on the drive. Again, the game way, 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 way out of hand at this point, much like it was for the guys' touchdown when it was 34-3 when they hit that play and started that drive. This was with 111 left, and again, it's 34-11, and the Jets had completely given up. So, all in all, a good fourth quarter, but what does it mean? What does it mean? How how much can we take from it? I guess the positive spin would be, at least it's better than not doing anything, right? Again, 
on the screen pass to Darius Geis, he was under heavy pressure. So he did a good job, Haskins, realizing where his outlet was, getting it to him, dealing with the blitz, and Geis then, of course, in his first appearance at FedEx field, taking up off the sidelines and getting all the way into the end zone. That's not easy to do from that distance, of course. So I think you take what they did on the play as the positive, not necessarily, oh, hey, at least they scored a couple of touchdowns, so they feel good. Yes, that is true. At least they scored a couple of touchdowns, so you somewhat feel good about yourself. But those touchdowns were completely and totally meaningless. The Redskins have mastered the art this year of completely, totally, and just mind-bogglingly <laughs> meaningless touchdowns. You don't know what I'm talking about? Uh, okay, good. The two touchdowns on Sunday, that's one example. In the first three weeks of the season, first three weeks of the season, they scored a touchdown in Philadelphia week one with six seconds left in, an, in a, uh, I think it was like a 13-point game or whatever it was. Meaningless. They scored a touchdown with like just over two minutes left to go in about a 12, 13-point game. I can't say completely meaningless, but it was it was meaningless. Actually, it was more than a 13-12. It was like a 16-point game. That's what it was against the Cowboys. Week three, they were down 28-3. to They scored two touchdowns. Again, meaningless. Now, do you do they have some meaning? Yes, of course they have some meaning. Again, if it, maybe it gives you a little confidence, maybe it doesn't make the medicine taste as bad, maybe you learn something. I'd prefer to again block out the fact that they scored a touchdown and look at how the play was executed. That's the positive you should take, not the score, not the touchdown, and there will be members of the media there will be fans that say, well, look, uh, uh, see, they scored two touchdowns via passing the football. You're right, they did. Two completely and totally meaningless touchdowns. And you couldn't run the ball. You're not going to run the ball down 34-3. You're not going to do that. Not against this Jets defensive front. Not against this Jets defensive front. You're just not going to do that. Adrian Peterson on the day, nine attempts, 25 yards, a long of eight. Darius Geis, seven attempts, 24 yards, a long of nine. Dwayne Haskins, four for five. We told you all week they weren't going to be able to run the ball against the Jets. The Jets shut down Saquon Barkley last week, 13 carries, one net yard. The Jets were the number two rushing defense by game, per game, in the entire NFL coming in. And they were number one in yards per rush allowed. Number one. Everyone should have known, knew, that the Redskins were going to have to get incredibly lucky to crease them in the run game. And they got a couple of decent carries, again, out of the mix. Out of their 20 carries, not all designed runs. Because obviously Haskins scrambling a little bit. But when the Redskins can't run, 
they don't have a chance. Again, I will tell you this until they bury me six feet under. Maybe that's a little strong. Yeah, I could have probably said it a different way, but I'm just being honest. The Washington Redskins cannot win games only via their passing game. I'm not saying that they can run uh, win games just by their running game. They haven't been able to. Minnesota, Buffalo, San Francisco. But in those games, they ran the ball really well for the most part. They got no help from the passing game. Yet, there are many members of the media and fans, and I argue with them all the time, that say it's because they're running the ball that's why they can't score points. No, 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 no. In actuality, it's because they can't pass the football to balance and to accentuate the run. When you're going against a Greg Williams-type defense, if he shuts down your running attack, which is the number one thing defensive coordinators try and do, why? Not because teams look at analytics and say, ah, you can't score, you can't win, your points per drive, all. they don't care about any of that stuff. What they care about is if they shut down your run, they get to pin their ears back. They get to be make you one-dimensional. They know, they can guess, they can hone in on what's coming. They can get after it. And that's exactly what the Jets did. Exactly what the Jets did on Sunday. And exactly what their blueprint was. And everyone knew it. And I don't blame the Redskins for not being able to solve it. It's reality. What I would say is anybody that thinks you, like if you're not Aaron Rodgers, if you're not Tom Brady, if you're not Drew Brees, maybe one or two others, if you think you can win without running the football, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're nuts. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. We're going to tell you why when you can't run because of score and because you can't block anybody, what it does to an offense. We'll have a perfect example from Sunday's loss uh, coming up shortly. But first, guys, I'm here to tell you about Away. That's right, Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during the checkout. Listening on the go? If you can't visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcasts.com slash offers. That's lockedonpodcasts.com. Dot com slash offers in case you're listening on the go or go right now to away at awaytravel.com slash locked on. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. 
And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, so the Redskins lose 34-17, uh, I should say. They are now 1-9 and nine out of the bye. Just a disgusting start to the game. Uh, here's why when you can't run the football and when you get down especially, and the Redskins were down 6 to nothing, 13 to nothing, 13-3, 20-3, 27-3, so on and so forth, when you can't run and when your offensive line is spotty at best, and that is the kindest way I can say it. I, I should say it stronger. I think you know what I'm getting at. Your offensive line is spotty at best. In other words, it's not very good. What happens is defenses know exactly what you're going to do. I mean, they don't know exactly what play you're going to call in the passing game, but they've studied the tendencies, they've studied the charts, they've studied film. Defensive coordinators know, oh, hey, if they have to throw all three downs, it allows me to crank up different pressures, so on and so forth. So the Jets were able to sack Dwayne Haskins, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, but right, six times. Six. Six times. So you tell me, if you are in a football game and ultimately you're dropping back 41 times to throw, and again, Plenty of that is score-dependent. We're going to get to the defense in just a minute because it was dreadful. If you're dropping back to pass 41 times and you get sacked six out of those 41 times because they had 35 attempts, six out of 41, that's like one in seven, what, seven and a half? Seven? Yeah, I guess one in every seven opportunities that you're getting sacked. If you look at it from a three-and-out perspective, that's like once every other drive. And it could be once a drive, depending on how long the drive is. That's disgusting. Well, who wants that? Now, again, they didn't have much of a choice because they were down early and down often. But part of the reason was because when they had an opportunity, when they had an opportunity, they couldn't do anything. Now, that's not all on the passing game. They had two golden opportunities inside the red zone after an interception and after a fumble uh, recovery. They started two drives, one at the Jets 16 and one at the Jets 27. The drive that started at the Jets 16, they had four plays, negative 10 yards, and no penalties. Just four plays, negative 10 yards. Uh, there was a sack. Uh, there was a, a botched fumble. Snap. I mean, the snapping was terrible today. Uh, Haskins had trouble all day long on Sunday, I should say. So four plays, minus 10 yards. The next series... 
And that series started at the Jets 16. The next series after fumble recovery starts at the Jets 27. And and again, the game is still way in hand here. I mean, it's still very much in hand or in, you know, in reach. The next possession starts at the Jets 27, six plays, 16 yards. Again, no penalties, which is not usual for this team. And they clanked one off the upright. So they got nothing. They didn't even get the field goal there. So in a nutshell, once again, up until that point, the Redskins had not converted a touchdown inside the red zone in a red zone opportunity since week three. Week three. Week three. That was a long time ago. Okay? Now, again, they finally did get one late in the game inside the red zone. Congratulations. They are brutal inside the red zone. And, again, that is a combination of pass and run. That's not just passing or not just running. They stink inside the red zone and have largely for a while, for the most part. All right, let's flip the script to the defense. Oh, boy. Um, You know, Sam Darnold is a talented quarterback who's the number three overall pick for a reason last year, right? He had mono earlier this week, uh, or earlier this year, so that took him a little time to kind of get back into a rhythm. But you still, against a Redskins defense that was playing better, you don't expect them to go carve right through you. And yet, that's exactly what the New York Jets did on the first drive of the game. They started, did the Jets, at the 25-yard line. They threw a incomplete to Jamison Crowder. They challenged it, and the play was reversed. So the former Redskin gets eight yards on the first play of the game. Then Le'Veon Bell, four. Then Sam Darnold to Demarius Thomas for nine. Plus, oh, it was wiped out, I should say, by an illegal use of hands. So they take the play away. They give him the five yards, but it stays first down. Le'Veon Bell, nine yards. Once again, the Redskins with a penalty, but it was offside, uh, so it was declined. Then Darnold with a 17-yard pass to Jamison Crowder on second and one from the midfield stripe. Down at the 32, Le'Veon Bell no gain. Second and 10, Le'Veon Bell on a screen for 12 yards. First and 10, Sam Darnold passed 20 yards to Brown for the touchdown. Capping off a seven-play, 75-yard drive, three minutes and 10 seconds. Right through him. I mean, it's one thing to get beat by Le'Veon Bell and Jamison Crowder. Uh, I got to be honest with you, I don't even know who the kid is that scored the touchdown. You can't allow that. You you can't have that. There were bad tackling, penalties, undisciplined, missed assignments. You can't have that. Now, Ficken missed the extra pointer, so it kept it 6-0. Then the Redskins come back, or I should say the Jets come back, on their next series, right? And they get a Le'Veon Bell run for five. They get a Sam Darnold pass to... Ryan Griffin, a nondescript tight end who's been in the league for seven years, who ultimately goes over 100 yards for the first time in his career 
he picks up 16 yards. Then a two-yard run on an end-around. Then Darnold gets sacked for the first time by Ryan Kerrigan. So that's good. Then Le'Veon Bell picks that right back up. And the red and the Jets punt. Okay, so you're like, all right, this is this is good. Then the Jets get the ball back again. And they matriculate down the field below Powell with a couple of nice gains, 17 and 6 yards. Um and a run for 14. So that's all good, right? Demarius Thomas with a catch for 13. Uh, all of that. Then you stop the Jets on third and 12. They go to kick a field goal. It's good. However, Jimmy Moreland roughs the kicker. So they take the three points off the board because the original line of scrimmage was at the Redskins' 12-yard line after they drove down the field. So now they could advance half the distance on the penalty to the six, and they get a first and goal at the six. And two plays later, Robbie Anderson beats Josh Norman and or Monte Nicholson um, for a touchdown. So, I mean, right there, the defense, again, letting the Redskins down. And one other sequence that I'll take you to, and that is at the end of the first half. You know, like the Redskins are, are kind of in the game. It's not too bad. So the Jets get the ball at the 18-yard line with a buck 19 left, right? At their own 18. Not the Redskins 18. So Darnold throws a 21-yard completion to Le'Veon Bell against Josh Norman. Now you're at the 39. Then... Ryan Griffin, same guy, same nondescript, tight end, wide open, nobody even near him for a 45-yard gain. Fabian Moreau was lost. Somebody else was lost. I forget who. Jets call a timeout. They're second, 41 seconds left. But now they're all the way at the Washington 16. And on the very next play, once again, the Redskins forget to cover the tight end. It's a miscommunication between Sean Dion Hamilton and Landon Collins. Landon Collins looked upset as he rotated over and took the flat receiver. Sean Dion Hamilton apparently was supposed to go up the field with the tight end. He was not. Miscommunication, again, story of the last two years in coverage. They just don't communicate. And right then and there, it's a three-play, 82-yard drive, 20-3 Jets, and essentially the game's over. I mean, not to say that you can't come back, but I mean, 17-point deficit is a whole different field than 10-point. Not to mention, it affects your play calling. You have to be more one-dimensional because your defense has let you down, because your defense has put you in a bad spot, because the offense doesn't help them. But the point of the matter is, it makes you one-dimensional. All right, we'll take a final timeout right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll come back, say goodbye. That's coming up next. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we'll finish it up this way. Bill Callahan and the Redskins, one and nine, one and nine. Whew, man, on the year. I, you know, <laughs> there's not many ways um, you can kind of dress that up, if you will. But, you know, we'll continue to try because why not, right? So my buddy Rick Snyder wrote a column for my new web venture, si.com slash NFL slash Redskins, part of Maven and Sports Illustrated. Uh, and he wrote, you know, about the fans, Snyder on the fans. They knew a stinker when seeing one. He had a couple of really cool gems in here, statistics-wise, right, that I didn't realize. The Redskins ended a 16-quarter drought, again, when they scored a touchdown to Haskins to Darius guys. That was the longest in the NFL since 2001. 16 quarters. And in franchise history, then had a streak that long since 1936. You know what they were doing in 1936? They were not playing in Washington. They were playing in Boston. You got it. Snyder had a, another good gem that I wanted to pass along. The Redskins are now, again, 1-9. That's their worst start since an 0-9-1 start in 1961. So you want to talk about two gems, two nuggets that go way back in the time machine? We just gave them to you there. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll have more coverage throughout the week. From Redskins Park and beyond. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Listen, I know it's not easy. I I can see the lack of interest. Let me just le- put it at that. It's a really hard time for us in the media and for us to put out this content. We we desperately need you to, you know, listen, download, share, share. Um, you know, life doesn't end just because the Redskins are one and nine. If you still care about the team we'd love to hear from you and we'd love for you to be a part of the community uh, both on this podcast uh, on my radio job 1067 the fan radio.com and uh, in digital on si.com slash nfl slash redskins and warpath magazine buy that too i got lots of jobs all right i'm chris russell great to have you with us uh, sorry about the result try and do better next time against the detroit lions this sunday at fedex field adios Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.